as we settle in at hole 19, traditionally the golfer's watering hole, or beverage stop after playing a full round of golf, I will share about a time I was playing golf with Ken Barnes of Naples, Florida. He's a close friend of mine and a partner in a business venture. Ken is someone for whom I have tremendous respect. He is an honest person, a good friend, and has a wonderful heart. Ken has been dealt some very unfair things during both his professional and personal life. He has proven to be a man with a strong resolve. While we were on the golf course, I asked him about the trip from which he had just returned, from Cooper Island in the British Virgin Islands. I knew what the main purpose of this trip was. Ken had dated a girl named Julie for five years. They had married, spending five additional years together as husband and wife, but also as best friends. I was not privileged to have known Julie, but I have only heard good things about her from everyone who knew her. Ken and Julie had a very special relationship, the kind of relationship all couples dream of having. You can visibly see it in Ken's eyes when he speaks about her. Julie had been misdiagnosed with colon cancer. Eventually, they discovered she actually had an extremely rare form of appendix cancer. She had been given three months to live. But Ken and Julie refused to accept that. They fought the battle side by side for two and a half years before cancer tragically won out, taking Julie when she was only 42 years old. Health insurance money ran out before the two-and-a-half-year battle had concluded. The bill-paying responsibility fell on Ken to handle, and he refused to give up at any cost. He began to use and eventually pretty much deplete his life savings. I won't disclose how much it was, but it was very substantial. Julie and Ken had done some traveling together through their years together and had some wonderful memories as couples with this kind of magic typically do. Before passing, Julie had asked Ken to spread her ashes in 14 of those places they loved so much. I asked of Ken how the trip had gone for him. I knew it had to be traumatic for him to gather with mutual friends of his and Julie's and then return to several of their special places to continue the process of returning with her for one final time. He told me how he had several of the fourteen urns with him and had spread her ashes as she had wished. He said he then had rented some scuba gear and decided to dive into a cave about sixty feet down off the coast. As he entered the dark cave, he noticed ahead a bright light of sun rays streaming downward through the water. They were coming through an opening above the cave. As he swam closer to this area of projected light, he felt the current of bluish-green water swirling around him. Glancing around, he noticed beautiful coral, colorful fish, and some seaweed swaying side to side, as though a light summer breeze was blowing it slowly back and forth. He decided it was a perfect place to lodge the now mostly empty urn that had transported his beautiful Julie one last time to one of their special places. As he carefully secured it in its final resting place, he felt what he described as the hair on his body raising. 
He did not think much more about it at the time, but after he surfaced and was on the boat, he learned that the others with him had experienced the same sensation. They all believed that it was strange that they had all felt it at the same time. The sailboat that had taken them all there had an on-deck shower, so Ken decided to rinse the salt water off his body. As he was standing under the water rinsing off, he felt something in the pocket of his swimming trunks. Knowing that when he had descended below into the water his pocket had been empty, and, of course, being curious, he placed his hand into his pocket to remove this new object. When he opened his fist, he looked in shock at what lay in the palm of his hand. 